All right, Sarah, take it away. Jason. Well, my name is Sarah Breskin Cosme, level three quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner out of the beautiful Florida Keys, Big Pine Key, Florida. Big Pine. Uh, yes. My website is www.vthehistichipnotist.com. And my phone number is 617-504-2905. And I'll have a link down below for her website as well. The first session that we did was just so incredible. And she pulled all this information that I just wanted to know more. I mean, I had read a lot of Dolores Cannon's books and the information in Dolores' books just lined up so perfectly with her information. Some things were a little different in the fact that there was so much more detail that was coming through in her session. And knowing, you know, knowing me, I was just so curious. Oh my gosh, I just have to have her come back so we can learn more and more. And that just, it just keeps blowing me away, the stuff that comes in in these sessions. Um, what kind of things was, was coming from the sessions? Like what kind of information that was coming through? on the sessions? A lot of stuff about the ancient civilizations I thought were really, really fantastic and really interesting. Um, she was pulling information from a past life that she had in what people call Lemuria. And she just could describe it in so many details. I, and I, as a practitioner, I could feel like I was there. It was just so fantastic. Just learning about the culture, the ceremonies, um, just That's what in and just the type of people they were as a, as a culture. They were so compassionate. And every, in every session when she's in that lifetime in Lemuria, it's such a happy lifetime. It just feels so joyous how people are just so connected and just trusting of one another, wow. just a sense of camaraderie and just a blissful state to be in. in that um, they did say Lemuria around that time frame that was part of the golden ages. So it makes well, sense. That makes sense. Just uh, such a compassionate people just so spiritual too, just in touch with themselves. And, and of course it was ruled by women. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, like, like the governing class and everything. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> class. Yeah. That, that's, that, I believe it too, because I think, uh, I forgot where I saw it at or where I read it at, but that's one of the reasons why things flip because, um, you know, man wanted more control, so they they flipped a lot of things. You know, like if they had like women statues that had power, they would destroy those statues and and so on. And then if they had uh, statues that represented them as political figures or religious powerful figures, then they went away. You know, so I do believe that. So and now it's changing again, from what I understand. <laughs> You know, Definitely. So. sometimes I think, or I get the feeling when I start looking back at some of the memories and the things we uncover in our sessions, that going from such a matriarch based society and being part of the ruling class and then being imprisoned in a, in a 
what we would call Atlantis, that was not a matriarch society over there. And I think that was one of the harder parts of the imprisonment was the, the, the bringing down of the self, of, of kind of deconstructing the idea that this is not something that will ever be ruled by women and that's gone forever. And it died with us and with me and that it's going to be gone for a very long time. And I, it keeps coming up for me a lot is that yeah. that was it. Right. And that's why we haven't seen it in a long time, in a very long time. Yeah. Right, right. Had a life in Lemuria? This has been what was that interesting like? One. <laughs> For years, I have had the same dream that pops up every couple of years. And um, the dream is always, I'm on a beach, like a very narrow beach. And behind me is a very steep cliff that goes straight up behind me, like a big rock wall that'll go up maybe 60, 100 feet. And it could be night, it could be day. And I'll turn around and I'll look at the ocean and this wave will just rise up in front of me. And I'm talking like the mother of all waves out of nowhere. Wow. It will just rise up and look as if it's about to start crashing down on me. And all these dreams, I just turn and I start scaling the wall or I'm lifted up to the top of these rocks and I watch the water just come crashing down all around me, but I'm never enveloped in the water. And I couldn't understand what that was. And then I had that dream two weeks before Hurricane Irma came here and it was so unsettling, I, I couldn't shake it. And I knew the minute they issued our hurricane warning, I had to get my family out of here. I had to get them as far away from here as possible, which is what I did, which was inevitably the best move I could have ever made uh, because if had we stayed, it would have been a disaster. And I think this has been something that has triggered this life and the, re the memory of this life in me is this dream, this constant wave coming crashing down and it's a huge life. It's so detailed and there's so much that goes to it. But the basis of it is I was the daughter of the ruler, the woman who ruled Lemuria, and I was set next to be the person who would rule. My grandmother had ruled before her and she was still alive and she they had had a, uh, she had had a large role in raising me while my mother was in power because at that time you didn't reign until your death. You reigned until you felt that you were no longer um, not no longer capable of doing it, but that it was time for someone new to rule that right. you knew. And it was passed through the blood. It had to be done as if from mother to daughter, from mother to daughter. And it had been done like that for generations upon generations upon generations. Wow. And the women. Were, I never do that. Yep. They were all um, not artificially inseminated, but they were in a very old school way, artificially inseminated, where they would have these large, like, I, I want to say kind of like orgies, but without actual penetration, where they would collect from the men that were the bravest and the wisest and the, the most compassionate, that they would say, these were the best people here, and they would collect and then they would inseminate you, and it would be something like your mom and your grandma would be there for kind of deal. And they would bless you and just say, you know, this is what's going to happen. And I remember it had to be done during a certain time with the stars aligning. And if it was done correctly, you would then 
nine, ten months later, you would give birth to the next ruler, another girl, which is what happened to me. And at the time... That That's pretty cool that you know that. <laughs> it's it all come through in the sessions. Believe me, I, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know there was anything out there, like even in that rate, in that area, that any kind of history of this. It's just all come through very clearly, to be honest. And I know I had a young daughter who was two or three at the time that the Atlanteans came. And uh, they, they just, they destroyed everything, everything. Right. It was a civilization with millions and millions and millions of people, wonderful people, compassionate people, explorers, thinkers, and uh, they, they came in search of a specific type of crystal that we had. And under no circumstances was I allowed to let them know about it or where it was held or what we did with it. And that was what caused our downfall. Wow. Did you have a sense of where Lemuria was from your, your point of view, your, your vision or session? I know Easter Island was definitely one of the tips, one of the points of it. And I know it was in the South Pacific. I don't know if it really stretched as far as Australia or that much further up, but I, I, what I do recall is that the shape of it was mountainous along the entire ridge of the country. Like it was almost like bowl shaped. And then as you went down from the mountains, it was like flat land in the middle of the whole country, which made for terrific growth of food and medicines and whatnot. So we were always well fed. There was always enough for everybody. There was great farming done. And um, what's really interesting as well is that I have another client that has also had a past life in Lemuria describe it exactly the same way. No. They were there for the um, destruction. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That is how the destruction begins, though, is with with the wave is uh, the link to it, is this massive giant tsunami is triggered by the Atlanteans using some specific technology that they have, and it just, it, it obliterates us. Wow. <clears throat> Do you know how they caused it, by any chance? How, how they caused the, the wave? or how they did anything. I, I think it was in, in the session, in the video, but. I believe it was caused by a kind of technology. They had a type of energy where they were able to trigger underwater, like an underwater earthquake and pull that water up. I remember the water just rising so quickly that there was no chance to stop and do anything or see, like there was no earthquake beforehand. There was no earthquake afterhand. It was just water everywhere on like two thirds of the entire continent. This massive wall of water just coming in and flooding wow. everybody out. And uh, I was, I was taken while that was happening, and it just—I get this impression I was lifted up, almost put in like a bubble, some type of capsule, and I was forced to watch it all. And you then think the, the Atlanteans did that or yeah. someone someone else did that? No, that was definitely them. Mm. Um, for Lemuria, what, what kind of, you remember what kind of technology did, that they had? I, I know you said they had a crystal and all that, but um, that's one of the, 
questions I always had was like what they based their technology and their information on. Yep. Their technology was, I want to say it's softer. It wasn't less advanced or less evolved, but we didn't use it in the same way. It was used in, in the way of understanding the inner soul and understanding the mind and understanding the connections of where we had come from. And then the crystals were used for healing, for, you know, just, just getting things to grow, things like that, that were very nurturing. The same kind of technology was being used by the Atlanteans, but it was being used as like a hard kind of uh, yeah. technology where it was very, I felt like it was very metallic and very cold and very brisk and very, you know, uh, just like there was no compassion there. It was all just, I, I, it's very, what's the best way to explain it? Just like going from New York <laughs> in the middle of midtown Manhattan and going from there out to like a farm in New Jersey. Like we pull up the same technology, but one just feels a lot harder than the other one. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, do you, was that like the first event between the two or is, the, is there been multiple events? Would you happen to know? I believe it was a short period of time from when we first met, probably within maybe a year or two to the time that the civilization was destroyed. And then about 60 years later, uh, Atlantis is destroyed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember that uh, that session pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to focus a little bit more lately about that period of time and trying to understand what happened then because I think it's been blocked out of me for a long time. And peeling it back layer by layer has its, you know, it's not easy. You have to really dig into it. And oh, absolutely. It. But uh, I, I Plus know a lot of stuff happened. It a lot is. Of trauma. Definitely. And I think that's what they've kind of protected me from for many lifetimes is really even considering that yet. Like I know they put me to sleep for a long time after that life, a long time. Oh uh, yeah. To uh, rest, reorganize, regroup. Regroup, understand, be okay with that because I don't think I was okay. <laughs> by, <laughs> right. by the time I died, I was not okay. <laughs> it was interesting because after you rested, I asked, um, after you were in the afterlife and you had to rest for a long time after that life, I asked if you had another lifetime with some of the members of your family from that lifetime and you said no, because <laughs> it would be too triggering. And you went to the desert. Yes. Somewhere far away. Definitely. Tropical. It feels like it was one of the earlier civilizations, like along the Euphrates, somewhere around there. That was the first time they let me come back. And even this lifetime, I think this is the first time they've let me have contact with people who were um, my family in this life. I mean, back then to now. Just because it's the timing's right and they know I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. You just think of how many thousands of years that was ago. <laughs> Definitely. Like one of the bigger things I, I noticed is that um, what happened to my, I had a two or three year old daughter at the time. And when the flood came, I wasn't with her. She was in one of the palaces. 
And what I saw after I had died, what we had gone back, I wanted to know what happened to her. And I found out that she had been hit so hard by the wave that her, she was impaled against the wall on the back of her neck. Something impaled her into the wall. And um, like wow. one of my children was born with a huge mark on the back of her head right there. And I've always kind of wondered, like, what, what the hell is that? <laughs> Why does she have that on her head? And uh, it makes more sense to me now that that would be there and we would be reunited like this right now. Yeah. And if that is the case, then she's bringing that energy with her from that life, from what it sounds like. Definitely. Making up yeah. for lost time. If, if that's her in that previous life, then, you know, it's bringing that energy field and that residue with her, from, as Dolores Cannon likes to say. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what's happened. That's interesting. I don't feel that way about everyone in my <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like I don't go looking for little things, but when, when some, when that happened, I was like, Oh my God, that is what it is. That is what happened. Or, and yeah, it, it goes deep. It does because then, you know, you don't only have that to deal with, but then you start thinking about like, wow, well, what are we supposed to be doing now in this life together? Are we making up for that? Do we just live? Like what, what is that? What does that become? Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you remember anything else from Lemuria before uh, you was taken? I remember, I've been trying to figure out how this happened. I know my mother was killed in front of all of us <clears throat> by the Atlanteans. She was definitely like massacred in front of them. Wow. We were, we I were never expecting that. it. Yeah, they, they were... At first, they came to us looking for us to teach them about this technology that we had, where we were able to still communicate with the home planet through these crystals. And that was something they could not do anymore. They had lost that technology, they had lost the crystals, and they were begging us. This is the only thing that we don't know how to do. We need you to show us. And my mother had communicated with them and they said under no circumstances are you to let them know any of this so my mother and my grandmother and I met counseled and we decided you know let's be friendly with them let's be open with them but under no circumstances are we to share this information and when they realized they weren't going to get it they I, I get this impression that she was reduced to small pieces I don't know what they did to her though they use some sort of a light, I, I think you were saying, some sort of a light that just kind of like broke apart. Yes, it was something that just, I remember like just small chunks hmm. of her everywhere. And, um, oh wow. Yeah, I, I believe my grandmother was with my child when the wave happened, which was not too long after the death, but, um, the death of my mother. But there was also a, a period of time where I became the leader then and I had to deal with them on my own and it was very stressful that we had no idea what was going to happen and the people were not happy that I was still trying to negotiate with them and we were in a warring culture we weren't quick to war we understood what that would mean and what detriment that would have to people and I kept trying to bring this delight to people but they, they, their opinions were very strong. And when the Atlanteans yeah. realized we weren't going to reason with them and we weren't going to give them what they want, they just said, well, 
you will because it's inside of you and as long as we have you we'll always have the last link and the rest of these millions of people are meaningless wow interesting what did you look like do you remember what you look like and what your parents look like i do i remember myself having a reddish brown skin like a, more of a reddishness to it uh, like a ruddiness and very curly black hair, very dark hair. My nose was a bit squat and uh -huh. flat. I remember having larger lips and a very like moon-shaped face, like very, very round. And I remember being stout, but very strong, but um, not very tall. That was, I think, the thing with most of the people there. We weren't very tall, but we were very strong and very mighty and powerful kind of people. And I remember snakes having something huge to do with it. We were very big into snakes and snake skin, <laughs> and just snakes were a big deal for us for some reason. That's interesting. The other um, client that I have that went to a past life in Lemuria described snake skin. So I think that's interesting. Hmm. Um, were they connected? Oh, yes, yeah, little Banksy. Um, well, well, that's interesting. I would have never known that. You think snakes played a certain role in their culture? I think they were a very sacred object to them or something they related to or just something that kind of maybe had its place in their early history there. But I, I just remember there was a, like a lot of the clothing was snakeskin and a lot of the, um, the carvings in, in our palace was all snakes. It was just a lot of snake going on there. Hmm, that's interesting. Reptilian too, maybe a little bit of like lizard going on, but yeah. Like reptilian skin kind of thing? Yeah, was, definitely. Was that the kind of clothing or? I would, my guess is yes. I don't know if everybody wore that, to be honest, but I know it was definitely something that was meant for the, my family. There was a lot of that going on. Gotcha. And your parents look similar, your, your mom and your grandmother? They did. I remember my mother, I remember my mother looked a little bit different from me. I think she was this more of like a, this beautiful kind of deal like the ultimate ruler like the, the ultimate queen kind of deal and just very like someone who I I tried to be like someone who I didn't feel like I could be like in many ways and um, my grandmother I remember she was a bit more courtly she was always quick to make a joke kind of a person where my mother really didn't have a sense of humor that's funny you, you was able to pick up on all that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I It comes to me more and more as we open this up and we go down this road. It, it, it starts coming to me in trickles or in, in jumps and dreams mm -hmm. when I'm driving. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. It opens it up. And I've been taking a lot of notes on it, too. So I just go back to my notes and I see where I left off and I try to pick up from there and kind of visualize a bit and see what it is. Just go with it. See what happens. Nice, nice. Did you add anything else with Lemuria? Anything that they used to do for fun? Anything like that that you can recall? Or I know there used to be a huge festival that we would have every time this specific uh, comet would come across the sky. 
and I think it was like every eight to ten years it would come across and it was a huge cause of celebration <laughs> and I remember that being specifically close to the time that I conceived my child and I think that was what the, the point was was that it was supposed to be around that time and that would ensure a new ruler and that we would also have ceremonies where um, they would have different people in our society would be awarded medals, well not medals, but awarded something. And we would take, let's say the bravest from the battlefield, but the most compassionate in the society as well. And we would award them on the same level so that people would understand that it's not just one aspect that we should be looking to achieve, it's both, that you want to be fair and just and compassionate, but also not afraid to defend yourself if you should need to. Right. But Makes not to be centric in one area. Yep. You mentioned that they used to wear like snake skin or lizard skin. Was that like, like a dress or like a toga or, or just like? I got the impression it was more like a, like a, a toga kind of deal or I remember like having kind of like a skirt I think that went with it and then like a tightly binding top not for modesty but for practicality because the women were trained as warriors as were the men and mm. it wasn't a society that where it was women ran everything and women were in control of everything we were both it was a very equal playground for everybody um it was, it was more equal the rulers were part of an elite family that this had been transferred down and down and down and down and down and it was passed from woman to woman in this family and that was their religion and their rulers at the same time so but amongst society men and women were equally allowed to do everything gotcha that's interesting mm -hmm. uh, do you recall anything else from Lemuria not off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure if I <laughs> went back through my notes, I'd have. Yeah, gotcha. And then the last thing was, yeah, I had a crystal. What was the the temple that looked like? Was was it like a like a palace kind of thing, or was it like a? It was made out of a dark stone, not black, but like a dark gray, and um, it was very cold. I remember to the touch, which helped keep inside the palace pretty cold when it you know it was it, i'd say it's more of a tropical environment where we were and humid and um they were very well you know do you know the um oh goodness like in, in certain ancient sites you'll see these bricks that look like they've almost been melted together and they've been fit so perfectly together oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of architecture it was it was all just perfectly almost looked like it had been done by a laser placed together yes. these large monolithic like stones all around us and um that, that was definitely like the major palace that wasn't where we kept all the crystals though the most important ones were kept hidden away in a cave on top of the mountain that very few people knew about or had access to gotcha interesting um the one that you recall what did what did the crystal look like was it just like a crystal that you see in the marketplace or this crystal nope. look very special very very specific this is um it was a red color but it 
not a ruby because it didn't have that shine and that gleam to it. It was actually like a thick blood color. And um, it was multifaceted where it, the inner, the um, bottom, what would it say? Like imagine if it was like a princess cut diamond ring. That flat part on the top was there and then at, all around it, it would just have cuts after cut after cut after cut and rows and rows of that. And um, probably the size of, I'd say a large fist. Like a, like a fist? Like a large fist, yep. I, like something you could hold in both of your hands. Some more questions? Okay, okay. Um, Sarah, is there anything you wanna ask before you leave? Is there anything you want us to talk about or fast forward? Well, I think maybe we should meet again because there's a lot more information. There's a lot of stuff on Atlantis itself and the different technologies that they use and just the way those people looked and what they were like and just um, just a lot more information basically about their oh, yeah. culture. There'll be another video. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. I don't, ha I don't have a lot of good to say about the Atlanteans though. So people know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they um it was good there were good people at first from what I understand and then at the end mm -hmm. degree took over the power they wanted more power they wanted more strength yep. so and that was going to be one of my questions tonight was to to ask you like why like what was the purpose of them wanting more power more strength I have an idea of why but I just wanted to get your opinion about it I think they lost the ultimate goal along the way. They forgot why they were there. They forgot where they came from. They forgot how to get back in touch to that. And the whole point of the mission was to disarm them. <laughs> so what was that last part? Like uh, why, like what happened to them? Like, I think they ultimately just the lost, they lost the point. And when you lose the point, it, it everything starts to crumble around you no matter how much you've built up and how much you've achieved. And they were trying so hard to get back to that origin, that point of where they had come from and why they had even come here and why they had evolved so much. And we have held on to that steadfastly. And they wanted that so much. And it was hmm. not something that we were willing to give them. And it wasn't something out of we don't want you to have it. It was the minute we give it to you, you're going to use it against everybody and it will be ultimate destruction, which inevitably is what ended up happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it did get passed on. It did get out of there and it did make its way into Northern Europe is what I believe. Oh yeah. What was that, that, that got out in Northern Europe, if you can tell the people what it was. I believe towards the end of my imprisonment, I was very, I was elderly and I was given some new rules by my newer captors because I was there for over 60 years. So as you know, I saw many regime changes happen and I was given a young girl who came to basically cook and clean for me and help take care of me. And at first we didn't seem like the best match for each other. And then I think over time we, realized that I needed to pass this on to her and I did and I did it just as I was able to get her out of there and she evacuated Atlantis and I blew it up. 
Yeah, that was pretty interesting. You kind of like gave them the wrong codes for it or something. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That session. Definitely. And I think that's just the way it kind of had to happen. It wasn't going to go anywhere beneficial to anybody. And I think we needed to restart again. And that was the best way to do it. And the right person had the right information. And my instinct on it, we looked at it after one of the, like after death in the session. And I think she went north. And I think that's where you get a lot of your, your maybe Norse mythology or, or things like that, that would, but not like, not anything newer. I think very ancient, ancient, ancient Norse mythology that would create right. the gods that they had. Like the basics of it would come from this power being given to her and her going with it. Now she couldn't get everything, but I was able to give her what I gave her. Nice. Interesting. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, um, is there going to be another video, another video collaboration to share what happens on the other side? <laughs> Uh, on Atlantis size yeah. imprisonment you could definitely do that mm -hmm. I think you've got you got a time frame where we can talk again about this probably in the next two weeks uh, and then I might be a little bit a little sidetracked for a couple of weeks or maybe a month or two with the baby okay. but um, I know I'll definitely meet with Sarah again yeah because you have more information about what where they went what they did afterwards you know what kind of technology they had on the Atlantean side. So it seemed like you had a lot more information afterwards. Definitely. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a good, like a good chronology of this whole thing down pat before I really, you know what I mean? Before I really start letting everything out because I want to understand it first. And I feel like once I understand it better then I can bring it out to people who can relate to it more when it's, it's fully fully understood in that sense i think that's my job first i have to kind of delve through it and remember mm -hmm. it and understand it and put the pieces together and when that Absolutely. comes together i think it'll be an unstoppable force that will help people remember that this was part of our history absolutely i'm pretty excited to be part of it thank you <laughs> I'm excited someone cares. <laughs> like I didn't really think this was anything more than Sarah and I working out some health issues of mine. And who, who would have known? Who would have known that this was even here? I had no right? idea. And this wasn't something like I had no knowledge before it. I had no history of like understanding of any of this kind of stuff in the world. You know, it just flows. When we first started, I was a little hesitant because I didn't think, you know, I didn't even know if you'd be open to this. Mm -hmm. and just, it's just mm -hmm. like night and day now. No, definitely, isn't it? Now I've always been open to this kind of stuff. I've just never had the right tools put in front of me to help get me there. Right. Definitely. A lot of people would say the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sarah, is there anything else you would like to add before we call it a night and and get ready for the next video down the road? <laughs> just that each video just surprises me more and more. There's just always so much information. Yeah. Just that puts universal consciousness all together for me, basically. Everything just fits as a whole. Nice. So I'm excited to share more with you. It seems like you're like a little investigator, you know. Oh, yeah, 
I love it. And you're the, like the explorer, so you're just exploring. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Well, ladies, we're going to call it a night and wrap this up. And then till next time. So ho hopefully they have come back and we can explore the other side of the story and then piece up some more pieces together. <laughs> Excellent. I'll work on some of that in the meantime. Absolutely. Well, say good night. Good night, guys. Good night. Bye. Bye.